0: Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit thenathanagencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you.
1: UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's ride for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass!
2: Welcome to Commonwealth Conversations' everyday Minuteman stories, brought to you by the Mass Collective. I'm your host, Nathan Strauss. And today's guest is none other than Jake Hayden, the first sibling of a previous podcast guest that we have had on a podcast, but of course, probably better known for his work as the Dobo, the Director of Basketball Operations for UMass Men's Basketball right now, making him basically Frank Martin's Chief of Staff, if you will. Uh, So thank you so much for for joining us right now. For those who can't see, because we're going to put this out in audio format, we're doing this right now. Looking into the gym at the JFK Champion Center, uh, which is quite the office view. Uh, how's it going? It's going great i uh, I appreciate you having me.
3: um like you said, I'm a sibling, uh, Pat McWilliams and that crew. They like to call me Warren C because I'm the youngest of three. Uh, you got Warren G, who's the oldest who is on this podcast, and then Warren B down in Texas, so that makes me Warren C but
2: well, Warren C, you have a uh, an A grade impact on I think oh, the day to day of uh, UMass Ben's basketball. For people who don't know what a director of basketball operations is or does, how would you describe your job if you were like at a at a party and someone was like, "So, what do you do?"
3: Yeah, so um, a lot of what I do is just outside of it's all of our jobs as assistants and support staff to take things off of coach Martin's plate. Um, I'm, I'm the point of contact, I guess, for our players, um, from Frank. So I do a lot of the scheduling, um, practice blocks, you know, preparing for games, itineraries on the road. Um, I do the travel. I, I, I coordinate all the, flights and the hotels and stuff like that and and adidas but uh i'm so i'm so lucky to have um our staff now because like obviously like a big part of my role is is making sure we get exactly like what the head coach wants um and i'm so lucky that that frank is very helpful like he's very hands-on he's he's always asking me what i need but at the end of the day, I can go to Allen or I can go to Brett or I can go to Anthony because they've been head coaches. And I can go to Brian Steele, who's been with him at South Carolina for 10 years, or I can go to John Martin, who is his head manager. Um, so I'm lucky there. Uh, a lot of what I do, I guess, other than what I said, is is just making sure our players are good, like, on campus, making sure they're in the right classes, like checking in with Ms. Colby and dealing with um, – all the all the people who help us on campus, uh, we're lucky to have all those people. I'm just making sure our players are are in the are in the right place, I guess.
2: So you start off at UMass as a manager and then eventually become the head manager under Matt McCall. What was the decision making process for you about you know what made you want to become you know part of the the support staff, the the managerial side of things to begin with?
3: Yeah. So my brother, uh, Warren was a manager um when he was an undergrad. And I uh that's when I fell in love with UMass basketball because they were like really good under DK and and Warren would come home for Christmas or whatever and just he just he couldn't stop talking about UMass basketball and his experience. And uh, I really just wanted because I I I obviously like couldn't play. So I, I just wanted to be in the game any way I could. And Warren had such a positive experience. Obviously, it's worked out well for him here. Um, I wanted something like that for myself.
2: And uh, yeah, clearly it, uh, it it worked out. What was, you know, it's pretty rare, or maybe it, maybe it's not as rare as I think it is, but for someone to sort of be a, a manager with the team for four years and then to come back as a GA and then eventually, you know, this last offseason being named the Director of Basketball Operations – was that sort of what led you to stick around the whole time? You know, that sort of the, the falling in love with UMass basketball and, you know, just the familiarity with this place? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, that's a big
3: part of my strength, I guess you could say, to our staff is my experience with UMass. And uh, I, I love this place. Like anyone who knows me, uh, most of the people listening know I love this place. Um, go up to the games with my parents as a as a young kid. Um, it, it made it really easy to work here off the bat and um, honestly what made me really want to do this was working for coach McCall. Uh, uh, Matt McCall is a manager um, himself so that's an inspiration but just seeing how positive and and like how how incredible he was with every person he interacted with. I'm not sure if you interacted with him at all but he's a uh, he's a he's a big part of the reason why I'm here today. And I'm, I'm just very grateful
2: for him last year. You know, you're taking your grad student at UMass while also working as support staff. What was the grind like trying to balance the, you know, the academic side of things and uh, you know, obviously your responsibilities to the team. Yeah. Um, that
3: was, it was different. Um but what helped me is that I'm in all like asynchronous. I'm in an online program. So it's all due uh like midnight on Sundays. So like Sundays were the worst possible day for me. Like I just do all my homework for every single class on Sundays. And luckily it worked out. I'm still in, I'm still doing grad school. But um last year taught me, how to manage time better for this year. Um, Cause obviously I'm putting in it's more of a time commitment this year than last year, but uh, we figured
2: it out. I've always wondered this. So, you know, I traveled with women's hoops my senior year and obviously I've traveled with a couple teams at EMAS. What is it actually like when you have to book travel or coordinate travel for a team? Like say you're going, you're playing one of the Philly teams, like you're going down to La Salle or something. What is the process like for you? To coordinate, you know that, you know whatever it is, thirty six hours, right? Um,
3: so we do a lot of our travel, um in in September. Uh, we're lucky we have we go through a travel management company. Uh, it's like third party, uh, and they're incredible to work with. Um, our our flight coordinator Carly is great, and our our hotel person David. They're always they're very responsive, very helpful. Um, I make it known right off the bat that I'm new to this. So they they work with me through that. Um, I'm lucky because honestly, like right when I got the job, we had that foreign tour. So that kind of gave me like a sneak peek into what it was gonna be like during the season. Um, so it ended up working out, but 36 hours to 24 hours prior, I would say. At that point, the work is over. You just got to confirm with people, you know, times uh, over communicating when you need something and and where you need it at. Um, typically, the hotel people are like really easy to work with, like incredibly responsive
2: and, and the bus companies too. Obviously, like I think about Olean as being like a tough place to get to and from, but are there is there a place or a team that you faced or a travel situation that you faced that has been like more difficult than expected. Yeah, I mean, Olean's pretty... It's it's pretty out there. Well, there's um,
3: two hotels in like a 20-mile yeah. radius for one. Exactly. One of them's right across from the arena. Uh, that's where we typically stayed. Um, I'm trying... No other real team in the A-10 is all that difficult to get to, I don't believe. Um, Chicago, was. that was a story in itself this past week with all the snow, but other than that like every every other schools in a good city i guess my favorite personally is dayton like everything dayton does is just it's just smooth you get off the plane 20 minutes and the hotel is right across from the arena
2: incredible arena too it's perfect you mentioned um obviously we were talking about coach coach McCall earlier and how he started off as a manager and then obviously you know with his billy donovan you know work ended up getting you know basically rising all the way to becoming a head coach if you could see yourself 10 15 years in the future do you view yourself as you know maybe getting one of those staff roles or working towards that at some point i i could see myself doing
3: that yeah um honestly i haven't really thought much of the future i kind of just try and go day by day um Honestly, I think that's kind of one of the things that made me like progress, I guess you could say, as fast as I can is just like focusing on keeping the people around you like happy or like, you know what I mean? Like just being loyal to Coach Martin and because he's loyal to me, I think that 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 will go further than than that. But I I could see myself
2: probably going down that avenue. You know, I'm, I'm the oldest of four, and I feel like it's it's interesting because I have not been in a situation where I've either been in school or worked near or around any of my younger siblings ever. What's it like having, you know, an older brother who not only has sort of been in your same shoes before, but who works like, you know, 400 feet from you in oh. Amherst?
3: It is incredible. If I do go down that avenue and I end up and he ends up being an AD one day, um, I think we could be a powerful duo. Oh, a a package deal. You know, if you want
2: one of us, then you want both of us.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we're very um, we're very honest to each other. I'll say that we uh, we have a great working relationship because you know i'm young sometimes i think i know all everything and he'll just ground me he'll he'll tell me what it is and uh it, it's good to have a a big brother like that who looks out for me um kind of a big reason why i'm i'm here today is because of him um and yeah i'm just super lucky to have him and it's incredible to work with him every day he's like one of my best friends my middle brother who lives in texas um we keep in touch all the time so it's great
2: it's awesome what is it what is um if there was one thing that you could tell people about you know coach martin that they don't already know that you've sort of experienced through working with him or that they might not already know what would you what, what would that be
3: um that's a really good question um i guess just kind of obviously everyone knows how much he cares about this place, but, um, one thing that's really impressive to me about him is, is how much he cares about every like person, every person, every, everything, every aspect of this program. Um, he's one of the most loyal guys that I've, or he probably is the most loyal person that I've ever met in my life. Um, and I'm so lucky to have him. Um, I guess one thing that is even surprising to me sometimes is his willingness to help out. Um, you know, because he's got so much on his plate and and he knows that it's my first year and and he
2: he just wants to help everyone be the best they can be. I've definitely experienced that as well. Between I mean, and you've been there too. You know, he shows up on Mondays to the the UMass Athletics Power Hour. At, at burke and you know will really like he could run that show by himself if he wanted to you know with the amount of energy that he brings but also like it's not an expectation it's something that he basically volunteers for yeah um w- which is awesome and like again not everyone does that and not every place does that so i definitely i definitely see what you mean with that
3: it, it's it's powerful honestly um his giving of his time and and um his dedication to the people who support him is incredible. It's something it's unlike anything I've ever seen. And uh, he's got an army of people at every game. It would tell me the same.
2: Yeah. I think loyalty sort of breeds more loyalty in return, which uh, which I think makes sense between your time, uh, you know, as a, a manager and then as a GA and Dobo, do you have a favorite game or memory that, sticks out to you about you know something that you've been on the sidelines for um Rutgers I would say Rutgers
3: that was a fun that was a fun game um Noah hitting that shot Murray State again Noah hitting that shot Uh, that was pretty awesome Uh, and then honestly we lost but it was it was like a surreal moment for me. Cause I wasn't sure like what the future held was that Dayton game, um, in the A 10 tournament in 2022 in Washington, uh, Matt McCall's last game. It was, it just felt like surreal to me. Like it was, I was just so grateful for like everyone in that huddle. And it was like the first time I ever stepped back and look like how lucky am I to, to get to work for UMass. Um, it didn't go the way we wanted, but but it was a great game for us, and and we had a real chance of beating
2: a really good Dayton team. Speaking of Noah hitting some shots, we ask everyone two questions. First, uh, and we'll switch up the order this time. But first, um, would if you could have one player in UMass history take a potential game winning shot, what player would you have? Um, you know, getting that final touch. Ooh um we need a three or a two it could be i we will say you're down one so it can be a two yeah. or a three
3: i think i would i think i would try to get it inside to trey mitchell um but trey davis that is a that is a great i feel like he hit a, a lot of great shots um Noah fernandez you can't go against him and and lawan pipkins was a really good shot maker I would say
2: those are my answers. Yeah. All, all very good answers. I feel like it's hard to pick against Noah just based on the fact that like for recency purposes, like he just happened to hit two of them. Yeah. Um, like yes. he just had that some, some guys uh, like, like Dame just like have that like late game. They just like lock in. It's incredible. In that final moments. Yeah. It's incredible. Even like when we were down at
3: Murray state or at, in the, uh, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Yeah, I I was fully confident that that ball was going in as soon as Noah had it in his hands. It's just something about him. Um, he used to shoot a million balls. I was, that's a big part of my uh, responsibility when I was a manager was rebounding for Noah and Trey, uh, Mitchell. Uh, those guys
2: lived in the gym, and and it and it shows. But yeah, Noah, uh, a hundred percent. Um, the other question that we ask everyone is, if you could have one NIL deal, what place, company, business would you want? Um, would you want to partner up with? See, I kind of knew you were going to
3: ask that question because I listen to these podcasts, so <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it in my head before. Um, I'm going to go with Crump and Fox. I think I'm going to go with Crump and Fox. Because a lot of the money that I am spending, especially in our off season, which is the summer, uh, is on golf, golf related products, and and rounds end up becoming expensive. So, if a, if a golf course would
2: sponsor me, that that I think that would be my dream, an IL deal. That's like a perfect answer because it's something that, first of all, you get a lot of use out of, you get a lot of utility out of. But it's also something that's expensive. Like that's been my that's that's like a perfect answer. Like Eli Sloven said, um, like a one of the car dealerships. And again, that's a great answer. I would love like a restaurant deal or like a coffee shop deal. Like I go, I go to Shelburne Falls Rosers all the time. But also like if we're thinking like grand scheme of things, that I can pick any company. Why don't I get like Bank of America to like finance right. a mortgage? Right. You know, right. like Crump and Fox, great answer. Delta Airlines or or Southwest, exactly. great answer. Yeah, I, I like that you dream big because uh, golf is not cheap,
1: but no, it does.
3: Certainly not. Yeah, could, if, if they would provide some lessons, I, I would
2: I would benefit greatly from them. But <laughs> who's the best golfer like on the team or on the staff? Have you golfed with, with any of the uh, any of the guys? Um,
3: I, I I've only golfed with Ryan Marcus. Uh, he, he's a pretty good golfer. He's going to be really good one day just because he's a shooter. But I think those two. I think J.J. Reddick said it. Um, those two things go hand in hand, good shooters and good golfers. That's yeah, why that's I, why
2: Steph is nasty, right?
3: right exactly. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Frank isn't bad. Frank is not a bad golfer. Frank, if he played enough, he, he's a good golfer. Um, but I'm not sure anyone would would beat myself in a match. What do you shoot? What What's your handicap? Uh, I believe I'm a 9.9 9 right now. Look at you go on on the gin, um, but I'll shoot you know mid to low 80s probably somewhere around there. That's incredible. Good for you. So we, and, we've learned more about your 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 secret talents. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm nowhere near as good as uh, as Warren G, but I'm getting there one day. We actually we're our partners in a league, so it's kind of a scary duo because um as we're competing on the same team we're just yelling at each other to 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 hit the next shot you know is it is it best ball or is it like a combined
2: combined score
3: it is both it's it is it's a weird format it's not weird it's a good format actually you got to put both balls in um it's combined score and low score between the two of you for a total of two points per hole Oh interesting. Yeah. It is That's,
2: it is interesting. Yes. That would stress me out um but as the oldest sibling like I think I would have to really like if my little brother let me down like you know I'd really I'd really give it to him. So <laughs> Yeah
3: exactly. That's exactly what I mean. When we're we're on the same team but uh we're we're giving it to each other pretty good in that in in the uh in those matches.
2: I believe it. Well, I see you obviously, you know, around plenty. I'm, I'm sure people run into you both at events and also at the Mullins Center and wherever else, you know, UMass basketball uh, winds up. But uh, thank you for the work that you do and, you know, really for the work that the entire support staff does. It's behind the scenes and people don't see it as often as, you know, maybe, you know, what a practice looks like or, um, you know, what what happens during games. But uh, it's obviously so important. And uh, thank you for, for hopping on and taking some time out of your schedule today. Oh, come on. Absolutely.
3: Anytime. Anything for you guys. Um, you guys are a big reason why we do what we do. You know, it's a lot easier to work at a place where people support what what you're trying to build and, and we're all building it together. It's really exciting. Um, I'm the luckiest person ever to to get to be a
2: part of it every day. So. And that's a good reminder to join the Mass Collective, follow us on social media, come to the events, join the collective, and of course, come to games at the Mullen Center and everywhere else that UMass goes uh, when you are able to. Thank you so much, Jake, for, for hopping on. We will talk to you soon. Um, and as always, go UMass. Go UMass. Thank
0: you. Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you.
1: UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So, UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass.